Good morning, everyone, and happy Monday. It's the worst day of the week, but there's a silver lining, and it's this brand new episode of Leading Off, hosted by me, part-time cruise ship entertainer Brendan Tuma, and I can be found on Twitter at Too Much Tuma. We have a slightly unique format to this weekend recap episode that's going to be divided into three main segments. First, we're going to talk about some injury updates to several preseason fantasy aces. Then I'm going to go over some of the big performances and injury news from the weekend before closing with a few prospect and rookie updates. But we'll get it all started with the Chris Sale news, which admittedly came out of nowhere on Saturday afternoon. The Red Sox play Sale on the injured list with inflammation in his throwing elbow, which is not what you want to hear. So okay, that's a bad start to our Monday. Oh what? It gets worse? Why yes, loyal listeners, it does. Sale is going to be getting a second opinion from Dr. James Andrews today. Again, that is not what you want to hear. With Boston barely in playoff contention, there's a very real chance the team plays it safe and that we don't see Sale again this year. It would be an unfortunate ending to a rough season for the lefty, who is currently 6-11 with a 4-4-0 ERA. That isn't what you drafted him to be, but for now, all you can do is wait for more information. So now let's move on to some positive injury news, which is that Max Scherzer threw 64 pitches in a simulated game on Saturday and is finally ready to return on Thursday of this week versus the Pirates. So basically the Nats treated Saturday's session like a regular start for him. It would be unfair to expect Scherzer to pitch very deep into his first start back, but I'd still start him in fantasy. He's made just one start since July 6th, but this is Max Scherzer we're talking about. If he's not the best pitcher of his generation, then he's the second best. You won't get many more games out of him this season. Use him when he's available. More good news. Corey Kluber, who hasn't pitched since May, also looks ready to return very soon. Oh wait, he pitched yesterday and we have an update? Kluber was pulled after just one inning? Happy Monday, people. I was all ready to speak positively about how he was close to returning, but apparently the former Cy Young winner didn't top 90 miles per hour in his lone inning of work, and it was pulled after consulting with the trainers. We'll have to wait for more news here before we know exactly what's going on, but he'll definitely need at least one more rehab start now. Still keep him rostered, but ugh. It really is crazy how many preseason aces have been dealing with injuries this year. I mean, I'm doing an entire segment on them. But it's important because I'm getting a lot of questions lately about IL stashes, so I'm going to power through the rest of these before we move on. Even though Carlos Carrasco is beginning a rehab assignment today for AA Akron, he can actually be dropped in the majority of leagues. That's because the Indians are bringing him back as a reliever so that they don't have to stretch him out as much and delay his return. In a very deep league, I suppose you could hold on to him for ratios, but then again, I don't think even that's necessary. In redraft leagues, he can be dropped. Carrasco was diagnosed with leukemia earlier this summer, so it's fantastic that he's coming back at all. A couple of Rays to discuss next. Tyler Glasnow, who hasn't thrown off a mound since late June, will do so today. Glasnow might also come back as a reliever, or he might take a while to come back as a starter, or he might not come back at all. He's droppable if you have a better IL stash. I'd be more likely to hold on to his teammate Blake Snell, who is more likely to return as a starter maybe by mid-September. The last update on him is that he played catch last week. However, he hasn't been out nearly as long as Glass now, so he won't require as much time to build his arm strength back up. Finally, let's talk about Luis Severino, 
who may be the bane of your existence for many of you. The Yankee right-hander hasn't pitched all season, but threw off a mound yesterday for the first time this year. The 25-year-old ace is now going to be headed to Tampa to throw a sim game before beginning a minor league rehab assignment. With such little time left in the regular season, the Yankees might bring him back as a short outing starter or as a long reliever. It's still unclear right now. I'd rank these four Snell, Severino, Glasnow, Carrasco as the order I'd want to be holding on to them. Next, we're going to move on to some box score standouts from the weekend, and we're going to keep it in the Yankee family to start. Gleyber Torres had a couple of homers on Saturday versus the Indians, which gives him seven multi-homer games this year. The 22-year-old now has a whopping 29 long balls on the year and entered Sunday batting 284 with 73 RBIs and 79 runs scored. Torres had an aggressive ADP this spring, which caused many in the fantasy industry to shy away from him, but it has worked out for those who believed. Torres was an elite, real-life prospect who keeps getting better. If he winds up hitting in the middle of the Yankee lineup for years to come, he'll be a fantasy star. 40 homers is a long shot for this year, but it's in play which is wild. Ryan McMahon of the Rockies also hit a couple homers on Saturday, which gave him five in his last five games entering Sunday. All of those homers came at Coors Field, where McMahon has always been worth streaming in fantasy. But for now, he needs to be picked up everywhere. Remember, people, target Rockies hitters and visiting teams in Coors Field in fantasy, even in season-long leagues, not just in daily fantasy. I just discussed 22-year-old sensation Rafael Devers in the last episode, but he has just been insane lately, posting multi-hit performances in six of his last eight games. He went four for five on Sunday and homered. This is a kid who didn't hit his first homer until May 3rd this year. Now he has 27 and leads baseball with 101 RBIs. Insanity. Sticking with the theme of players doing well, let's briefly discuss a couple starting pitchers. First is Ryan Yarbrough of the Rays, who I discussed last episode as a weekend streamer. Well, the lefty followed up his 8 and 2 thirds scoreless appearance last week with a career-high 10 strikeouts over 6 and a third scoreless innings on Saturday against the Tigers. Yarbrough gets the Orioles next time out and is a must-own option everywhere. Another lefty, albeit one who hasn't been as good as Yarbrough this year, Yusei Kikuchi, threw a complete game shutout against the Blue Jays yesterday, striking out seven. This really came out of nowhere as Kikuchi entered the start with a 5.56 ERA on the year. I'm not reading too much into it yet. He gets the same Blue Jays next time out, but I wouldn't fully feel comfortable starting him. Quick break to talk about Fantasy Draft. The Rake Free Revolution is here, and it's available only on Fantasy Draft. Rake, commission, management fee, call it what you want. But the days of paying 10, 12, or even 15 plus percent of your entry fees to the house are over. Now you can play rake free only on Fantasy Draft, where 100% of entry fees are paid to contest winners. That's right. Every single dollar paid in entry fees are paid to contest winners on Fantasy Draft. To access Fantasy Draft's exclusive rake free contest, all you need to do is become a member. Fantasy Draft offers membership plans suitable to all levels of play including the free player's first plan that allows for $100 in rake-free entries per month. And for a limited time, Fantasy Draft is offering a free 7-day trial on your first $1,000 in rake-free entries with their starter plan. As other sites continue to raise rake, prize pools are becoming squeezed more and more, making it harder for players like you to win. Those days are over. No more do you have to lose up to 30% of your bankroll to rake. 
the money goes straight to the prize pools on Fantasy Draft. It's time to start playing your favorite contest rake-free on Fantasy Draft. Your bankroll is going to love it. Register at FantasyDraft.com today with promo code RADIO to receive a free 7-day trial on your first $1,000 in entry. Okay, back to the negative. Well, mostly negative. Time to get to the injury news. On Friday, it was announced that 20-year-old phenom Fernando Tatis Jr. is likely done for the year with a back injury. His season ends on a disappointing note, but Tatis was truly special this year. Playing in just 84 games, but hitting 22 homers, stealing 16 bases, and posting 4.2 wins above replacement on baseball reference. He also hit 317 with a 969 OPS. Nice. I expect him to be a second-round pick next year. And for the record, this likely ensures Pete Alonso wins National League Rookie of the Year. Alonso just hit his 40th homer yesterday and could very well wind up with 50 for the season. Another prodigy, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., left Saturday's game versus the Mariners with discomfort in his left knee, which is a little worrisome because he missed a month in 2018 with a left knee issue. Guerrero has really turned it on lately, batting 356 with 24 RBIs over his last 23 games. The good news is an MRI only showed inflammation and he's day-to-day for now but still expect him to miss a couple of games. Joey Votto remained absent from Sunday's lineup with lower back tightness and was eventually placed on the injured list. Votto hasn't played since Wednesday and it's unclear how much time he might miss. But the days of him being a major fantasy asset appear to be a thing of the past, and that was evident before this injury. The Nationals placed closer Sean Doolittle on the 10-day IL with knee tendinitis. The lefty has really been struggling lately and perhaps this is why. He gave up three homers in a blown save on Saturday. Washington will probably mix and match during his absence, but Daniel Hudson is my choice to get save chances in the short term. Rockies closer Scott Oberg was also placed on the I.L. You would think Wade Davis would get the job back, but then he came into Sunday's game and gave up three runs without recording an out. It's a mess in Colorado, so maybe Jake McGee gets some save chances? You don't need to rush out and grab him, though. On the plus side, Craig Kimber returned from the I.L. yesterday. Make sure he's in your lineups this week. Finally, let's update some minor injuries for a couple of outfielders. Bryce Harper was removed from Sunday's game, but fantasy owners can remain calm because it was just due to dehydration. Harper has actually been really heating up lately and has severely reduced his strikeout rate that was out of whack earlier this year. I'm expecting a strong finish similar to last season. And lastly, Lorenzo Cain has missed two straight games with a minor oblique issue and isn't expected to play today either. He's been pretty underwhelming this season and probably shouldn't be started this week anyway. Okay, so lastly, since Dan isn't here to say mean things to me like, stop texting me, Brendan, and other hurtful words like, nobody cares about your prospects, Brendan, let's make a couple quick prospect notes. First, in some disappointing news, Dustin May was moved to the bullpen and pitched out of the pen yesterday giving up four runs over two innings. The plan is for him to be a reliever the rest of the way and for the playoffs, so he can now be dropped anywhere besides keeper leagues, obviously. One rookie who is really turning it on lately, who has dropped in a lot of leagues throughout the summer, is Victor Robles of the Nationals. He homered on Sunday to extend his hitting streak to seven games, a span in which he owns a 1-4-4-0 OPS with two homers and two steals. If he was dropped in any 10 or 12 team redraft leagues, go pick him back up. Many expected Vlad to win the AL Rookie of the Year this season, but it's becoming more and more likely that honor will go to Jordan Alvarez, who swatted two homers on Saturday. 
Entering Sunday, Alvarez was batting 344, 426, 719, with 19 homers and 55 RBIs through 52 big league games. Reminder for next season, pick up top prospects when they arrive. Figure out the rest later. All right, so that was an informative episode, guys. Apologies for the lack of jokes and Twitter questions, but we'll get those rolling again this week, which will do it for your Monday morning edition of Leading Off, hosted by me, part-time cruise ship entertainer Brendan Tuma. And I can be found on Twitter at TooMuchTuma. If you have fantasy questions, send them over anytime. Have a great start to your week, everybody. Talk in a couple days. Bye.